재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 당신은 중고차를 선택한 것이 아니다 당신이 선택한 건 최초라는 자부심이자 경기 없이 누리는 편리함이며 BMW만의 벽이 다른 책임감 당신은 BMW의 선택을 선택했다 BMW 프리미엄 셀렉션 Examining Korean cultures past and present through compelling conversations and documentary storytelling This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 대비 a team-based scavenger hunt that had him traversing the Gangbuk region, taking countless selfies and completing tasks in iconic locations like palaces, Myeongdong, Cheonggyecheon, and along the way he captured a little bit of audio as well. On a refreshingly drizzly yet unhumid afternoon, I took the subway over to Hapjang Station. I was clad in a playfully childish comic book hero t-shirt because I was instructed to do so. by my team captain, this lovely lady. Jessica Dorr, I'm from America, Ohio. What are you wearing there, Jessica? Super woman shirt with a cape and sparkles. Is there a reason for this, or would you just be wearing it on any Saturday? I would be wearing it on any Saturday. No, just kidding. (laughs) We have a challenge today, Amazing Race Challenge, the Soul Derby. Okay, so what's the strategy? There is no strategy. How are we going to win? Our awesomeness is going to take over and we're going to win. No taxis. We were team number eight. Hopefully, we had enough awesome to edge out the other 14 teams participating. One stood out for their neon wigs, another that opted for the full facial black visors. A competitive air filled the atmosphere as the rules were laid out by the event organizers. And then you're good to go, okay? That's it, yep. Any questions before we go, though? In Itaewon by 6 p.m. If you're not there after 6:15, you'll be DQ'd. No points. Just how were we to get those precious points? By completing the staggering list of 35 scavenger hunt hints and five mission descriptions that saturated the A4, we decided to go with the lowest hanging fruit first. Getting a group shot of funny faces. Funny faces, real quick. Funny faces shot. Funny faces. We funny faces. We're, get the logo in. Get the logo in. See how many people you can fit into a phone booth. Subway One lines here and subway inside. lines there. Can you find a station where three subway lines intersect? Opting to skip out on taxis, we ran into a competing team on public transit not long after. All right. Can I get your name? My name, N.T. Nguyen. We're competing against each other. That's true. And there's only like three Vietnamese-American men in this city. <laughs> And we're both from, like, San Jose, California. That's true. There's not enough room for the both of us. That's true. How are you going to take me down? Well, step by step, we're just going to get all the clues first. And 
That's all we gotta do. <laughs> it sounds like your strategy is just to do what I'm gonna do, but a little bit faster than I'm gonna do it. Pretty much. Genius. Exactly, right? <laughs> thought about it. Thought about it for a long time. Good luck to you, sir. <laughs> you too, sir. The glare that my teammates gave me reminded me that everyone was competition, that we didn't come to take part, we came to take over. When the bus doors opened, we bolted. Get the logo up, we're taking a picture at the Han in front of one of the ferries. Can you zoom in? 10 points! Nice, most of these are only worth five or two points. It wasn't long before ambiguity in the rules fueled everyone's more competitive nature. So that National Assembly one was kind of sketch. We're pretty far away. You think they'll give us points for it? Still counts. They didn't specify, and that's on them. They can't. They, well, technicality helps us in this point. But we were still able to play nicely when it worked out to our mutual interests. We're collaborating with another team to take Pyramid photo. Let's do it. Ugh. I am one of the guys, so I'm on the bottom here. Go delicately. Someone at the sign? Yes. Okay? Why does this look so fun in the movies, but it's like so totally not? Oh! Okay, this is bad. Okay, we good? Okay, mission two, here's a puzzle for you, and if you complete it, you'll know where to head next. What is the word for glory in Korean? Take the second syllable of the first word, the second syllable of the second word, and the word from the third, and you've got the next location. Meet the next mission controller at the southernmost end of this popular square. It's Guangamun. Okay, entering the finish line, proverbial finish line as it were, this bar. We made it. The event is over now, and we're here at the bar waiting for the other teams to filter in. Jessica, what was the toughest part of this last three hours for you? The grumpiness of everybody from being tired and hungry. <laughs> and Vanessa, what was the best part? The best part was spending the day with you guys. And how'd you guys feel about the other teams? Oh, we kicked their butt. What other teams? And finally, it was time to see how well Team 8 actually did. We actually had a tie between fourth place and fifth place. Should we make them arm wrestle or high five go? As I return to my table with my team, everybody deeply into their cocktails. So now that we found out we weren't even a top five, how do you feel about that? <laughs> they can't count. <laughs> a little sad, but it's okay because we spent time with our favorite people. So we won. I feel like we won. I feel good. Would you do it again next year? Absolutely. Yes. I'll do it again. With more food and fuel. <laughs> so yeah, there's the street as playground and a perfect place to do some selfie photography. But it's also a great setting for more serious forms of photography. And that's where we're going next.
we're going to meet street photographer Michael Hurt to talk about how fashion is not just the way you look, but also an entire philosophy. Let's start simple. Complete this sentence for me. Street fashion is... Real street fashion is the taking seriously of clothing as social texts. Social texts. Yeah. Now, that, that, that's very academic. Average people aren't going to really know what social texts are. What does that mean? A text is anything that contains a message. I think if you want to understand Korean society in, say, the 60s, 70s, 80s, you have to understand the democracy movement in a general sense and how that motivates people in society. But now, you want to understand modern Korea in the age of the spectacle and the age of hypermodernity, you have to understand that this is all about patterns of consumption. You see these young men and women, usually you're focusing on sort of student-aged, thereabouts, uh, subjects on the street, and they are picking out fashion choices which reflect hypermodernity. How, how do their fashion choices reflect hypermodernity? The first, I think, group of people who see themselves and define themselves through clothing in Korean society, they call themselves, the word that they've made up for themselves, passion people, the Korean pronunciation, which is shortened to peppy. Pe. Mm. So it's kind of a cute word in both English and Korean, peppy. And um, they're basically, you can imagine, late high school, early college they define themselves by clothing and um, by being a fashionable person, like that class of people. And I think that's enabled by a certain production system. Um, fast fashion, the fast fashion industry over in Dongdaemun is a huge engine, super tuned, supercharged, and they're producing amazing cheap clothing. And I feel like this group of young people has found a way to quickly amass and gain and display fast social capital. It's like, I'm not going to Seoul National University. I can't have people look at me, but in this internet-charged, kind of like social media-enabled new kind of environment, I can become a superstar amongst young people by being this kind of fashionable person. Internet-charged, it really does depend on all these social media platforms, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think one of the things I looked at recently was the fact that Korean street fashion, for as much as the high fashion industry here has invested lots of money to be looked at by overseas media outlets in the world, Korean street fashion has gained all the spotlight. There was a Vogue.com slideshow on Seoul Fashion Week, and the name of the story was called The Hype is Real. And uh, you can look it up on, you can Google it, and you can see of the 61 slides in that slideshow about Seoul Fashion Week, right? The event, the industry event that it's supposed to be about. There's not a single slide of a runway show. It's all street fashion, brands and kids. And it's not high fashion. It's not like $3,000 outfits. No, it's what kids are picking out. They're $100 outfits, tops, all together. So the thing is, these kids have... You know, they're, they've been trained to be super consumers, like hyper consumers, and they've remixed fashion in a way that they can afford and that they've, you know, they look really good. They're really good at it. It's their own form of creativity, importantly, as consumers.
So there's a look through the eyes of Michael Hurt. He's a really interesting guy, a street fashion photographer who, as you heard, can blow these concepts up into something much deeper, much more meaningful. And if you want to see more of his philosophy and his thinking, go to soulstreetfashionweek.com. That's where he's blogging all of this stuff. Let's pivot to another form of street expression as we look at street culture. We've got a street artist in the studio. He's from New York City, but he's a Korean-American who resides in Korea. His name is Daniel Ha. He's the CEO of a company called Flavors K. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how you doing? It's great to see you. Great to meet you. Help me understand. I understand there's a sensitivity when we talk to street artists that you don't want to call them necessarily graffiti artists. Mm-hmm. Where's, the, where's the dividing line? Um, well, graf- street art, technically, um, it branched off from graffiti. And uh, most, if any, if all, if not all, started from doing graffiti. Um, I myself started from graffiti uh, since middle school. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it just continued. Um, and I had uh, street art, and the difference between street art and graffiti is more like, um, graffiti is writing names or images uh, strictly through spray cans. Okay. Um, and expressing themselves. Whereas street art, you can use any form of media, which is, uh, it could be wheat pasting, which is uh, pasting paper through using wallpaper glue, um, you know, stencils, um, spray cans also, uh, paintbrushes, um, any form, um, you can use even clay. Um, there have been many uh, street artists who use uh, um, clay or quick dry concrete mm-hmm. to use their art form in that sense. So it's just any form of expression. So it sounds, you know, there's a wider palette of artistic tools available and there's a whole different level of legitimacy. This is not like, you know, get out there with your spray can and then in the five minute window before the police come, get the logo up on the subway car. Mm -hmm. This is something much more of a proper art form. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go out there, what kind of tools do you bring and what kind of images do you effectuate? Well, I usually use spray cans, but I also use paint markers. Hmm. Um, that's the two mediums that I usually use when I hit the street. And what what, what images do you yield? I usually um, use a uh, stick with the image of a tongue, and this is weird because I never usually incorporate my name with this. Hmm. Uh, but I go by the name of Mister Tongue. Why? Korea? Why be here in Korea? Is it incidental to you being a Korean American or uh, is there a, a different type of scene to explore specifically here in Korea? When I started doing street art, um, it was more of, I can be someone that um, that didn't really exist out here. So that, and then um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Korea, the graffiti law in the street art, like the because in the states you get arrested right away, mm-hmm. get caught. But in Korea they're a lot more lenient. Are they? Yeah. Is the idea to go more legitimate, to get it more backed, or is it? Is there something inherently better about the art when it's a little bit subversive and fringe? It's a bittersweet kind of situation because we do love the thrill and the fact that it is more of a risk. It is nice to go out and not having to really worry about any legal yeah. issues. Right. Have the whole wall all day. You can plan. You can plot. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, some, maybe there's something about the time pressure and the subterfuge that injects a little bit of a, adrenaline into the art. Most definitely. And also, um, when there is that kind of uh, time frame that we have to do it in, mm. and we have to be on the lookout kind of thing, mm. it, it shows uh, how much the artists is, uh, have prepared themselves. Aha. Uh-huh. 
So, Daniel, what's next? Uh, where, where might we uh, encounter your work or your activities next? Um, so, I am working on commission pieces and doing more murals and things. Um, I do have an event coming up. Uh, Flavors K is actually having an event coming up also in September. Is that online? Can we connect with that somehow? Yes, you can also go to flavorsk.com and it, it'll be on there. Um, and there, I also have Instagram where I just update and things like that. On it. uh, it's called Mr. Tongue. Mr. Tongue yeah. is the Instagram yeah, ID? The Instagram, yeah. Instagram. All right. Yeah, and I mean, wherever God lets me, you know, leads me, then I hope that that's where I got to go. Wherever God takes you and your spray cans, it sounds yes, uh, like <laughs> sounds like exciting stuff. Daniel, I appreciate you coming into the studio today. Thank you so much for pre- uh, having me. And that'll do it for our look at street culture and this Saturday edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by E.Q. Huang with associate production by Jamie Lee. And GP1 is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Go ahead and throw us a like if you get a chance. Koreascape is the name. We'll be back again on Monday with fresh editions of Culture Pulse and Rock Scholar. We'll see you then.